and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. In the Sales Chat Show studio, I am joined as always by Mr. Graham Jones, Mr. Anthony Steers and I'm Simon Hazeldean. And this episode is called, How Will Generative AI Dramatically Revolutionize Sales? and put you out of a job by year end gosh that's a positive positive <laughs> kind of kind of start to that like, uh, mr jones um you are our resident ai expert and we're gonna gonna approach this firstly going to ask you just to give everyone everyone's very excited about ai with chat gpt's made everybody very excited could you just give a, a like a quick insight into what ai is and particularly what is generative ai and then maybe we'll look at potentially why it might change revolutionize sales and we'll maybe come to the put you out a job a little bit a little bit later <laughs> on maybe we'll, we'll save the positive we'll save the positive bit till the end <laughs> yeah does anybody know any motivational speakers we we probably need we might need one at the end of this episode so mr jones ai and generative ai well i'm a bit concerned you called me a, a ai expert because that suggests that my intelligence is artificial um so, <laughs> but then we could get into the philosophy of all intelligence is artificial but never mind we won't go off in that direction will we um i think that ai means artificial intelligence and it's been around for a very long time yeah. um so uh people are getting very excited about it now you can see articles on you know, in every newspaper, magazine, TV, radio, everybody's talking about it as though it's something brand new. It isn't. Uh, it's been around for at least 25, 30 years. Um, and uh, what's different now is the model of AI that's being used, the way it's being used, and the fact that we now have access to massive servers that can do things that we didn't have the capability of doing before. So there's a thing called Moore's Law, which shows us that the power of computing technology doubles every 18 months. And so when you think now, you know, you're sitting here, we're recording this in the beginning, you know, early 2023, uh, about, you know, go back to 2022, computing power is now double what it was at the beginning of 2022. And so, um, and also the price halves. So every 18 months, the price of computer technology halves and the power doubles. And so what that means is, that we've now got access to things. It's almost like having a supercomputer in your pocket kind of thing. So that gives artificial intelligence the capability of doing things that it couldn't possibly do 18 months ago. So that's the real excitement, that we've just got the the um, hardware capability of doing the things that people have always dreamed about. So that's that's why there's so much chat it's about chat of, gpt yeah it, it, it's moment to sort of arrive yeah. despite the fact it's been around as you're saying for a yeah. long and then generative ai specifically so generative ai is about generating new things from existing things so artificial intelligence 
buttons. If you um, those little bots that you get sometimes on web pages where it's you know, saying, "Would you like to chat to us?" That's kind of rather old-fashioned AI, which uses essentially a neural network, and it's it's basically a yes/no pathway that it's taken you through, and so it can only go through certain directions, and you answer all the questions, and eventually it goes, "I have no idea how to answer your question. I'm going to connect you to a real person." Yeah, yeah. and then everybody gets fed up with those kind of things. And in fact, there's lots of research that shows that people are really annoyed by them now because <laughs> actually they can't hold a conversation with you, and generative AI can hold a conversation with you uh, because it can create new things that it doesn't doesn't have yeah. so rather than just looking up stuff in a database it can generate new things from whatever is in its brain at the moment so that's why it's called generative it can generate there there's a more lengthy technical um complicated method of doing that we don't need to worry about what the the technicians will say and what the IT people will say, but basically it's about being able to generate new ideas from things that it didn't have in its databank. I got you. And I guess, um, as you say, the, the technical, the technical nitty gritty and detail, most salespeople are raving pragmatists and are really interested in what, what can this do for me rather yeah. than necessarily understanding you know all of all of the ins and outs and and Graham, unless you're a salesperson for chat gpt of course of of, <laughs> of course of course and just just a reminder to all our it and tech listeners is it isn't the speeds and feeds that the customers interested in it's the benefits and the out but that's classic that's sales 101 yeah. isn't it just thought i'd <laughs> just thought i'd chuck that in uh en passant as we say in the sales chat show because we're posh um so graham <laughs> as you would expect as 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 a lecturer, Graham sent Anthony I some homework, and it was to read an article from the Harvard Business Review, How Generative AI Will Change Sales, that was in the March issue. Um, and there's some interesting, there are interesting thoughts there about how AI might be used. So, Graham, for, for a practical sales professional or a sales manager, where's, where's the benefit? Um, the benefit, well, there are lots of benefits, but you know, one benefit is quick research. So, in fact, these things are now being built into search engines. So, Google has its version called Bard built into Google search engine. Uh, ChatGPT um, is built into the Bing search engine, um, and if you use the Edge browser, uh, the web browser, it's now got a little button. Uh, you click on that button in the browser and it will go off and give you answers to things, taking your search into greater depth. So in other words, it's able to generate ideas that you wouldn't find on traditional search. So actually, just basic research and ev every salesperson is presumably going to research their potential customers, try and find out more about their existing customers. Um, they should be you know, keeping up to date with what's going on. So literally using the AI tools within search engines is actually going to help you get better information about your customers. And so I think that's a, a really important um, thing to do. Make sure you're using the latest browser, using those buttons that exist to give you much greater depth to the research that you you would be doing on your customers or potential customers anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, right at the start of the article, uh, it make it makes a point that 
and I'm, I'm quoting here from it, sales work typically requires administrative work, routine interactions with clients and management attention to tasks such as forecasting. AI can help to do those tasks more more quickly. And it mentions that Microsoft and Salesforce have already rolling out sort of sales-focused um, versions yeah. of, of, you know, AI AI tools. And I think that that would be something that I would guess would excite most sales professionals because the bit everybody dislikes is the routine and the admin. And also from a sales productivity point of view, you know, you look at any research about how much time, let's say, the average inside salesperson spends on active selling versus administrative tasks. It's quite shocking sometimes, isn't it, from a from just yeah. from a productivity point of view. And Graham, you said presumably they've done some research beforehand. My experience is that many people approach me cold and have no idea what it is I yeah. actually do, which yeah. confuses That's worrying. How, they, how they think they have a solution for a business they don't actually know anything about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, my, my biggest thing with uh, sort of weaving this information into conversations is that information is ammunition. The more you know about somebody, the easier yeah start a conversation to flatter them to show that they're not just a name and a number uh, on a list uh, so they feel a bit special um i think this like say from a quick research perspective should massively help salespeople to be more strategic in their approaches um and uh like lots of people in sales, uh, same to, as myself, I'm dyslexic. So when it comes to doing research and getting lots of papers and words everywhere, it, my brain doesn't cope with it very well. Yeah. So using these kind of tools will definitely speed up that process uh, and make it easier for me to do my job better. Yeah, and uh, and it will take away lots of those kind of uh, things that people don't like doing, the routine things or the things that you might not be good at doing for whatever reason mm -hmm. uh, it can take those away I think that's a really good example of uh, where routine can be a problem not in the world of sales but in the world of marketing so in the world of marketing for example you'll come up with a uh, a piece of content that you want to put on your website or promote whatever but then in order to get that out there you have got to produce lots of different social media ways of promoting it and you've got to be really creative and you've you know anybody in marketing knows that you can't just send a message out once you know in the, there was this old adage that you know people didn't see a message until they saw it seven times it's now 22 times so for just okay. just for them to get to see the message and be aware of it you've got to have 22 social media um you know messages about it so mm -hmm. to get them to take action you need about 60 well, you've got to, you know, that's a lot of creativity you've got to do. Well, there's some fantastic tools in AI tools now where you can get it to take your content and produce you a hundred different social media messages, uh, different lengths, different formats for, you know, Instagram, for uh, Twitter, for Facebook, whatever. And it will produce you a hundred messages and even timetable them in for you if you want. Mm. Um you get obviously the option to approve them and edit them and change them, but it yeah. means you haven't had to come up with that creative thought and generative AI is enabling marketers to come up with lots of creative messages that they wouldn't have done in the past. Yeah. It also means that if you're a business who needs to promote something, it's really difficult. You spend hours and hours and hours. So productivity is going to be increased yeah. by these kind of things. So, um, and the same would happen. So if, in the world of marketing is taking away 
that routine, how on earth do I come up with 100 different messages in uh, the world of sales, it will take away other routines. So whatever routines you have in your particular sales job, uh, AI is going to be able to take away that routine from you. Um, and so there's plenty of tools. Um, we have a, a spreadsheet that we've seen um, that's got 30 different tools in it. And that was the last time we looked at that was about a month ago. Yeah, it's 30, probably double, 30, 30 plus now. It's quite it's probably it's quite, double that now. <laughs> it's getting yeah. all you know, growing and growing and growing. I think and probably like, in, a, in another episode, we're maybe just going to just go through some of those, yeah. you know, just some of those, give you some examples of how they can be used in prospecting and, and various aspects of part of the sales process. Yeah, Mr. Steers. I think you kind of alluded to, Graham, that you can, if you do have to come up with 100 different messages all around one campaign or one particular message um ai is a fantastic way of being able to you talked about the different formats i.e for the different platforms you might use you said about yeah. the different lengths and styles yeah. and that you can say can you yeah uh, obviously I, I want this to be aimed or i want a quarter of these to be aimed at this type of person i want yeah. a quarter to be aimed at this and you can actually start to spread out and mix the messaging so that hopefully people get that right dosage for yeah. them mm -hmm. that then connects and scary to think it takes 22 attempts from seven um well it's, it's simply because we're surrounded by so many messages you know yeah. in the in the olden days which i can remember that you two can't mm -hmm. but i can i can remember the olden days and in the olden days you know you had television with three or four channels mm -hmm. you had a radio which had the light program the third program and the home program mm -hmm. um and uh, you had you know half a dozen newspapers but you only ever saw one of them because that's the only one that mum and dad brought in the house kind of thing uh, and so there were very little and there'd be you know yeah. billboards in the street that was it whereas now we've got over 150 different mainstream social media outlets we've got email we've got all kinds of you know chat zoom there's just this you know Tidal wave, this tsunami. Yeah, I was going to say bomb, bombarded with yeah. information. Yeah. Emails. And so, actually, we our attempt that in our brain, our attention systems go. There's too much coming. I will just switch off from everything because that's the easiest thing for your brain to do. Just go. I can't. Yeah. Can't cope. La, 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 la. Cover your ears. La, 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite. Sometimes I've seen it described as the attention economy. Right. Yeah. The, the challenge now is the most valuable thing is people's attention, which yeah. I think is an interesting, interesting way. So you know, certainly generative ai can help with maybe with the volume and in the article it references you know helping salespeople with ad, what they call administrative creep like the amount of yeah. you know, governance etc in certain industries but also help salespeople write emails respond to proposal requests here's here's one for your sales folks automatically update crm data now how cool is that right because that's normally not top of a salesperson's list of happy things to do is to get them <laughs> but you mentioned in terms of the the adapting messages and the the authors of the article um of, of they they've said that they've helped companies deploy ai uh, powered systems that will recognize personalized content and offers 
along with the best channel for salespeople to use to connect. And it's based on these recommendations are based on data about the preferences and behaviors of the customer and similar customers, including past interactions. And salespeople can then accept or reject the recommendations, which improves the quality of the response that's given. Yeah. Now, how smart is that, right? That is really data-driven mm-hmm. Um work on it on quite a powerful scale so that's going to really tell you how anthony steers would best like to be approached and what he's going to be most interested in and that will reduce the number of um those uh requests you're getting anthony from people who just haven't done... so well like you say i think if the message is right and they do it in the right way it does grab your attention but like graham said i think we're bombarded with so much um i often describe it as sounds a bit awful here the groupon effect I actually thought yeah. it was just me they had it in for, but because no matter how many times you unsubscribe, <laughs> I get so yeah. much in my inbox. But I, every now and then, some I will spot something and may follow that link and what have you, and it it kind of works. I've sort of become less sensitive, less sensitive, or um, get less frustrated about it nowadays. Like you say, I think we just try and block it out. Yeah, you've accommodated to it. Yeah, yeah which yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I don't know if it's a great thing, but as Simon was saying, I think that just from a sales perspective, being able to have a lot more support with the admin, have a bit more strategy about your approach and yeah. the communication that's going on can only be valuable, right? Yeah. I, I, that's that's my guess. I, I imagine some people get sucked in and, and you go down a bit of a rabbit hole when you're doing your research and you end up trying to have a really deep conversation with an AI platform that wasn't supposed to go in that direction. But technically, if you're using it in the right way, it should reduce those uh, those admin tasks. It should make you better at what you do, give you better insight. Um, and technically, as long as you don't think it's going to do your job for you, then, well. Well, well maybe, maybe, that... maybe it is. We will, oh, we, no. will, we, will, we will come on to that. <laughs> but I think the other thing, a lot of this is resting on data and we can end up as salespeople, particularly sales managers, sales leaders. You can be awash with data, right? Data on opportunities, data on customers, those sort of things. So I think, you know, generative AI reporting systems can help, I think, to do. I sometimes refer to this as you've got the data, but you need the insight. And the insight then tells you what action is necessary. So, yeah. you know, like having really good dashboards in the CRM can really help a sales manager or a sales leader and a salesperson individually to look at things, work out what's happening, determine what's the very best actions that they need that need need to be taken. I think as as the technology gets more and more smart and sophisticated that's really going to help salespeople to know, right, what's the very best use of my time right now? And it's going to say, right, you've got these two opportunities and these are the ones that you're going to need to be focused, going to be focused on. And so I think that's going to take away that overwhelm sometimes. You know? I was just about to say, I think there's almost a, a data overload that creates yeah. the overwhelm and sometimes it's hard to see the wood for the trees. So being yeah. able to have a yeah. tool that helps you pick out the bits that are relevant or um, or at least A-B test on a strategic level, then, um, mm. yeah, it's only going to... Yeah. I think also it t- takes away the from which all salespeople tend to tend to detest with a passion is providing reports up the line 
and because the sales manager needs to report up the line and you end up with an industry of give me the numbers give me the data it's all going up in excel spreads you know takes yeah. away that well, well one thing all I would of hope, that. one thing i would hope simon is you talked about that whole um being able to update your crm system that's one of the areas where I will see a lot of salespeople really let themselves down is they don't document everything that's happened and that they talk about, which means they can't use it again later on down the line. Um, with tools that are able to do this, it's then going to put even more data into these systems. And again, rather than getting data overwhelm, you want the intelligence to be able to pull out the insight yeah. or at least identify some of the tr positive trends that you might be able to try mm. and test out for yourself um to kind of move forward so i think that data overwhelm thing is is only going to get bigger if, if what simon's saying is everything's doubling every 18 months you did say something about it halving in price i don't think somebody told apple that but i'm guessing you're talking about that that's because <laughs> three phones because no, apple will be telling you even though the price has halved the value has quadrupled, it's quadrupled. Um, so... <laughs> there's a lesson there's a lesson in sales there folks if, uh, if, if nothing yeah. else yeah, you don't sell on price, you sell on value. Um, so, but I think that's an important point about the data. You know, this whole um, discussion for the last few years about big data, I've often said, you know, it's a big distraction, not big data, but because we can produce lots of data, but often a lot of the data we produce is just garbage. Um, and so whilst, you know, big IT businesses can collect all kinds of things, uh, if the data itself is rubbish, then the output of any anal analysis is going to be rubbish. So what's the point of having endless amounts of data? Mm -hmm. uh, also, as you rightly say, Anthony, lots of salespeople don't like adding in um, you know, details into their CRM. They can't see the point. It's a waste of time. I'd rather be out selling than writing yeah. stuff in my CRM. Uh, the problem is then that your data and analytics system mm. hasn't got the raw material to go on. And then you say, well, the analysis is rubbish because it's not taken into account these things. Why are we spending time on the analysis? Well, the analysis is rubbish because you didn't input the data in the first place. Yeah. So um, we end up in this kind of um, circle. The other problem with vast amounts of data is there's a bit of psychology here. And the more information we have and the more we see that there is potential information, the less likely we are to make a decision. So what happens is businesses, so all those data reports that Simon's talking about going up the line, they see lots of data and they go, but what about the data on this? So then they never make a decision about what they might do, entering a new market, producing a new product, because mm -hmm. they want they know there's more information available. So they delay the decision until yeah. there's more information. And so everybody collects more data. And because there's more yeah. data, the decision makers delay decisions again. So <laughs> um, what happens is we get more and more data. Uh, we're instructed to produce these reports. These reports never produce anything. Everybody gets frustrated. And the real thing is somebody's got to drill down into this to find the nugget that tells us what the answer is. And that's where artificial intelligence can really do well. It can drill down into all of the information and mm -hmm. say, here are the two or three things that are really important that you need to know about this. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so that would then ease that problem. So we just have all the, all the stuff goes into the AI analysis system and it churns out two or three important things that we need to do. And we don't need to worry about looking at the rest of the data because all it's delivering to us is the two or three things.
So my my thing on that is that um, so that will help us to identify the trends from from the data a bit quicker. But sometimes people have an idea in their head and they're trying to find the data that proves the thing that they're trying to try. Right? They're trying to find the evidence to make their idea seem like that must be true. And quite often you can see reports, particularly with sales reports, where somebody will interpret the data one way and somebody else will interpret that data to mean something different. Maybe this 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 tool will be able to... <laughs> For those that are looking to prove their point, will find the right data that they're looking for to make their point. And for... you can always find the data to prove whatever you like, yeah. because after all, we know the Earth is flat, um, yeah. and there is plenty of data to prove that it's flat. Um, unfortunately, the amount of data to prove that it isn't flat outweighs the amount of data that proves that it's flat. But you know, <laughs> but yeah, you can you can find data to say yeah. what you like. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, I think it's harnessing the power of the data is the AI will help us to have that insight. And I mean, obviously, save save the data crunch admin headache, um, but also help with the with the insight. Be interested in we we, we said um, the, the episode, you know, how AI, generative AI will dramatically revolutionize sales, which I think we've we've kind of touched yeah. on. Second part was put you out of a job by year end now previously on the sales chat show pre pre conversations about ai becoming very very common and popular we've spoken about on various episodes about how transactional sales interactions were moving online and and there would be less human involvement indeed none at all and and you know and, and um you know we've we've discussed um in terms of like neil rackham when i saw neil rackham at the sales performance association in the uk many years ago talking about the mid ground of slightly added value and customization would disappear and the two ends of of transactional purchasing and full-on customization would would become would become the norm so um i mean graham i guess in i'm I'm guessing that it, it would be that more transactional yeah. end of sales that the AI is definitely going to be able to replace in its entirety, potentially at some stage. Yeah. Uh, and you can see that coming. I had a, an AI conversation with a, an online store recently and I could see where it was going. So in, instead of the, the kind of chat bots that, um, had previously been used. This was clearly much better generative AI uh, that was at work. Um, and uh, that means that all those people who would have previously been sitting in call centers or you know customer contact centers um, answering questions are no longer going to be needed because the AI is going to be strong enough uh, to deal with this, dealt with everything in my problem that I had with this company right up to the last two questions. Uh, in which case a human needed to intervene. But that human was able to intervene immediately. I, I wasn't in a queue because obviously the uh, generative AI they're using is dealing with almost all of the queries now. Mm. So therefore, the wait time is much lower. They'll need fewer people. So those kind of people are going to be out of work um, at some point. Um, but also uh, they, all those kind of transaction sales that you know, needed questions asking. We don't need that anymore. Uh, you know, we can use AI to deal with that. I think the other people are going to lose their job. Are the people who decide that AI is not for them? It's for the future. It's science fiction. They're the people who are going to lose their jobs because mm. 
the rest of the world is already using AI. And so it's the, pe the people are going to lose their jobs in sales, the people who take no action about AI. Mm. And yeah, I think that... that left behind. Yeah, yeah and, and um, they make the point in the article that sales sales as a profession have sometimes been laggards with technology yeah. that is that's the accusation that's yeah. made yeah. has made you're saying we're not the sharpest tools in the box in the sales <laughs> department <laughs> but i think but i think to graham's point it will be if if nothing else from this episode it would be crazy not to really immerse yourself in the opportunities that generative ai and ai will offer to you from the productivity and helping to do a lot of the heavy lifting and research and all the as well as some of the much more sophisticated and powerful things but rather rather like what we've spoken about previously on the sales chat show about that middle ground you know neil rackham's yeah. concept and i think if you look at um more complex b2b sales or more even more complex B, b2c um they they make the point in the article that new and complex offerings will require salespeople who can identify perceived needs and what they refer to as latent needs of the customer tailor solutions and navigate complex buying processes and it is a complex buying process so Yes, it says in the article it will take away tasks from some salespeople and maybe narrow the role down to more complex solutions. So I think, I think what it will do is it will force every salesperson to become a key account manager. Yeah. I, because I was just the, about to say that there yeah. I don't think there's anywhere to hide as an order taker in a sales yeah. team anymore. Yeah. Uh, that they're the ones that are really gonna yeah. struggle. because uh, like you say, self-service will come along. Um yeah. Yeah. it was interesting because as you were saying that, I was then thinking, oh God, does that mean there's no need for customer services anymore? However, I think that as you've highlighted in the past, uh, Graham, if you are going to buy online, one of the tricks is you have your number in the top right hand corner. So yeah. there is an issue. You, you you have this belief that there's a human being that I can talk to. And I'm one of those people that I'm not great with technology and I get stuck with stuff and I like to talk to somebody. But you're rather than just handling or taking an order or sharing a bit of information, unless you're helping your customers to buy, you no longer are useful to them, right? Unless you yeah. can help ask the questions, which I imagine isn't going to take too long for AI to figure out what are those questions you yeah. need to ask at the right point. And eventually we'll all get served by robots when we walk into a restaurant and we won't see anybody. Right? Well, there's well, there's there's Gartner research that I was looking at recently about how, how hard it can be for customers sometimes because as go back to Graham's earlier point, they're a bit overwhelmed, you know, with the sheer amount of, of data and they find contradictory information and things like that. So the, there is a sales behavior that Gartner referred to as guiding, helping the customer to focus on what is most important and acting as that advisor to them builds trust. So there will be a role for that, I think, more what we might call perhaps more sophisticated for want of a want of a better word uh, <clears throat> behavior, you know, that's required or help or assistance that's required from, from salespeople. Sorry, Graham, you were going to say. I was going to say that, um, you know, there are already robot waiters in the world. Um, uh, they're very robotic. Uh, they're not human. Um, but, you know, those robotic human waiters are on their way. Um, they have advantages because the advantage is that they... It doesn't matter you know, how hot the plate is when they come out, does it? Yep. Yeah, they can work 24 hours. 
Uh, mm. They don't have to, you know, if the chef has shouted at them, they're not going to be upset. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to bring the emotions to the table. They're going to serve the customer perfectly every time. And if mm. you think human robotic things are not possible, then I suggest you watch Kuwait TV. Uh, Kuwait TV has a newsreader, looks human. Uh, you can't see, a, it doesn't look like a robot. It's completely AI generated. The news is written by AI, and this female reads the news. It is not a person. Wow. Everything about it is AI. It's researched the news, it's written the news, and it reads the news. Yeah, so I think you're going to see a light. I think that's the first step to the Terminator 2 movie, to be honest with you. When you start letting it, do, when you start letting it decide what it's going to do and then do it, then uh, we could be in trouble. Well, I, I saw um, I saw a little quip on social media that somebody somebody had um, had asked. I think it was probably probably was Chat GPT. Um, uh, is artificial intelligence going to take over the world and and replace all the humans? And it's it, it, the response was apparently uh, the response was absolutely not. But if you happen to know the location of John Connor, we'd really <laughs> we'd really appreciate knowing. So I don't, whether that is true or not, I mean, maybe AI is is developing a sense of humor. It's so. got a sense of humor for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wonderful gentlemen thank you thank you very much for for that that conversation and folks well worth as we say uh immersing yourself in the advantages and opportunities that this incredible technology is going to offer to i think to everybody in the sales profession and no, none of us are going to remain uninfluenced untouched or, or or affected by it so definitely something to to, to, to get on top of um and you will find over 250 episodes from the sales chat show uh from wherever you prefer to get your podcast from we're on all the major podcast platforms and all the episodes are also available on our website saleschatshow.com so thank you very much for listening to this episode folks wish you good luck and good selling and we look forward to seeing you on another episode very soon You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. Mm -hmm.